Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Doug's secret Christmas. In parentheses, Doug learns about sex. God. It's, oh, my God. No, Phil, no. Phil has a book called How It's Done. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Real cool, son. <laughs> and Jim. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime Doug. Today, we cover episode 45, part one of Doug. In all episodes as of the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 45, part one's title is Doug's birthday present. Episode 45 is the most powerful episode of Doug Barnhun. Both oh, parts yeah. both parts are slam dunk awesome. <laughs> These are baffling <laughs> looks into the brain of the creator. I love, it's great. I love this episode so much. It has so much lore in it, if right? If it wasn't for the last lines of like the last two lines of this episode, this episode would be refuting the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course they and of so... course they fucking bone it up at the end, but I mean like I, I'm so broken that I have to expect that at this point. <laughs> yeah, of it's course. also very much an artifact of its time and of its place because this is entirely Gen X whining about baby boomers. How do you figure? The relationship between boomers and uh their parents was not great because it turns out when you come back from World War II, you're a little bit uh off in the head. And they were weirdly emotionally unavailable, and they lost themselves in substance abuse and in working their asses off and in never quite emotionally connecting with these soft, coddled kids these days. So the boomers, of course, grew up to be weird and resentful of all of that. <laughs> there's kind of that same energy going on here where there's, you may have heard the some fucking song where the refrain is, my boy was just like me. I haven't. <laughs> you have, I'll guarantee you've heard the song, but there's this entire fucking genre of song talking about how, uh, why can't I have an emotional relationship with my father? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of art, right? And that is like, that is this episode. If you couldn't tell already, dear reader, this is a dad episode. <laughs> this is the first time we see the father doing work. It's yeah. just the first time well, his job has really ever come up. Nah, it came up in the very first episode. Yeah, the Wait. very first episode, and they didn't really t they didn't expand on it at all. Yeah, it was mentioned as an establishing detail that maybe someday we'll do something with. Ladies and gentlemen, it is four years later. We're finally <laughs> going to start touching on it. That's how deep we are digging for additional stuff to do with Doug. But it rocks because it's like it is again expanding on the universe of the families, expanding on the like there is lore to be mined in the Doug universe, but mm -hmm. they just continue to like throw that out and make up other random <laughs> stuff. Sure, just brush but, yes. over it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and this is, we, we looked up the writers and stuff, this is the same writer as uh, the one where we delved into the lore of Patty's family, right? Yeah, this is the, the one- The on Tragedy Street. Exactly. This is the one where we learned about Patty's family and the lore of, like, her dad and stuff like that, and this is one where we learn about, it's, it's an episode that's more about Phil than Doug, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And that's why it's so funny that it's called Doug's birthday present. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have shit to do with Doug. This episode is also like watching it in 2021 is so grim because like even like even like even if you're not going to have a financial crisis in like (laughs) uh, 15 years, like iPhones are like 20 years away, and that would it's going to destroy Phil's livelihood. Yeah, if, I mean, if not his just terrible business decisions uh-huh. still first. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's also like, it's it's crazy watching it in, in this year because it's about like, oh, you know, no matter you no matter how many like screw ups you do like everything's fine anyway you can just go back to how it was right uh-huh. you just don't do yeah there's no consequences leave your job and then go back to it a week later having bought a entire business and lot and <laughs> yeah. set a bunch of shit up having signed that's a lease. how things work right and the craziest thing about all of this is that for the first time I think in a Doug episode we have a timeline of within this episode we know exactly how long everything takes. Right. Uh-huh. Like we have an established like at the beginning of this, we get a time of when it begins and we get an ending time of like at the at the end of that as well. We know that the entirety of this episode takes place over around 12 days. Right. And as the uh, timeline is established and as time is thus nailed down, this is possibly one of the most miserable episodes we've done today. <laughs> this is an episode that is entirely about human suffering. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Real cool, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a real cool. It is a spicy one. All right, so let's jump into it. Uh, it begins with a shot of just a wailing, crying baby, which is a very good <laughs> intro. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. And it is dad, Doug's dad is just doing puppet show like for a kid that he's taking, doing photography work for. Because remember, Doug's dad works at the Busy Beaver department store as a photographer, right? That is he the reason. from Bloatsburg, a much larger place, to be the mall photographer in a town of 20,000 people. Right. And so dad is doing a puppet show and he's doing like little voices, right? It, it, I think it's very like a weird little thing here that he does two voices, right? He does like a high voice and a low voice, but he only has one puppet. So I think the low voice is for dad's voice talking mm-hmm. to the puppet. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> he's Jeff Dunham. I think that's the right God. name. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> oh no. Hi, how are you? Look at the baby. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> Quack, quack. My dad takes baby portraits at the Busy Beaver department store. And he's the best there ever was. The kid stops crying when dad is doing puppet shows for him and then starts crying immediately after uh, Phil gives the baby back to his mom. If only he did this for me when I was a kid, laments. <laughs> oh, if only he did puppet shows. But... Skeeter and Doug show up at dad's work and Skeeter says that Doug's birthday is in like 12 days. I want to put out that dad's work is also somehow in the back of a sporting goods store. It's in the department store, yeah, right? I think I mean, it's the- supposed to be Walmart. I think like, yeah. that's what Busy yeah. Beaver is. Yeah, it's like a it's like a catch-all department store. Like they've got everything there. So yeah, it's effectively Walmart. Yeah, because you'd think that if it was based on like the mall you'd see a bunch of like different sub stores and like a 
photography studio is kind of hard to put in just a the middle of an otherwise occupied floor room. You kind of like have space requirements and shit but whatever fuck it no i mean like like walmart and like target and stuff have photography sections right like that's yeah, but they are in their own closed off building sections it's not aisle 12 sporting goods aisle 13 doomed photography <laughs> that's what it says on the poster doomed photography with phil yes <laughs> oh well, Dad asks him what kind of present Doug's looking for, having already purchased a present, uh, as Porkchop is, like, sniffing under his desk, which has a conspicuously wrapped thing under it. It's a gigantic football, as, we're about to, as we later find out. Right, it's like the size of Dad's torso. <laughs> it's also, this episode's called Doug's Birthday Present, and he doesn't actually open his birthday present in this episode. No! Yeah. No, Doug's he doesn't. birthday present, which is his father's anxiety. This episode should just be called Phil's Suffering. Phil's career anxiety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phil Phil thinks about what makes a man. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, in, in the background, uh, while they're talking about this, before Doug can answer about what he's looking for for his birthday, uh, BB shows up with her dad, their, their super rich business dad, because it is apparently also BB's birthday. And B- Mr. Bluff has purchased her the speedboat in Walmart, and BB hugs the speedboat. You wouldn't go to Walmart to get a speedboat. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> also, you wouldn't buy your 11-year-old a speedboat, right. which tells me that this is just him buying it for himself and being like, happy birthday, kid. I uh-huh. bought myself a speedboat. Yeah. It's like when <laughs> The Simpsons, when Homer buys Marge a bowling ball. <laughs> Yeah, that's what this is, right? <laughs> Probably they just watched that episode and copied the plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Do we Doug- think this episode happened, by the way? Oh, good question. This episode happened, at least in some sense. You think so? There's a lot of, like... Uh, the timeline is compressed, but I feel as though the general structure of man attempts to strike out on his own, discovers, no, this was an awful idea, and returns broken... <laughs> I feel as though that's happened. Well, the reason I, I ask is because, like, his ability, like, I mean, it's cartoon logic, obviously, so sure. take it with a grain of salt, but, like, he's able to return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With no, like, there doesn't seem to be any, like, because this would require require a massive capital investment to get a yes. lease on a thing, so I don't mm. know. That's the biggest thing for me is that the biggest thing for me is the timeline, right? If it yeah. wasn't 10 days, if it was like, oh, your birthday's in like two months or something, like yeah. maybe. But the fact that it's in like 12 days or whatever, I, that's the only thing that says to me that Same. something's off. So maybe maybe the timeline is a fantasy, but I, I agree that I think it probably happens, right? Just something is off about the time. Okay. Well... Mr. Bluff is like buying her this this boat and Doug thinks it's sick and he like tells his dad immediately after his dad is asking him what he wants for his birthday. Doug is like, this is the coolest birthday present ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this is. Dad is making $600,000 a year taking pictures of babies and you have the audacity to want to Yeah, yeah. Dad is making already making like crazy money doing this. Like he's he left his previous job. Yeah, he's got a damn house. 
I guess Theta is like the manager of the recycling center. But I, okay, well, big bucks <laughs> coming in there. All right, all right, all right. Big recycling, hell yeah. yeah! Oh man, yeah. But Doug is just like, man, BB, you've got the coolest dad in the universe. He's <laughs> he doesn't actually say that, but that's basically what's happening here. Uh-huh. And Phil is feeling insecure. Yeah, it's where the line comes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool, Dad? Yes, yeah. real cool. <laughs> it's maybe my favorite line in Doug. Hey, Dad, isn't this the coolest birthday present you ever saw? Yeah, real cool, son. Oh, my God. And then Doug is just like, he's like popping off about the boat after the title. He's popping off to his dad. And he's saying that dad's been real sad. And I don't understand why. (laughs) (laughs) But we know he does clearly understand why. Because he apologizes for it at the end. Oh, you're Uh, right. (laughs) After, after like his dad goes through like 12 days of miserable hell. He's just like, sorry, dad. I don't actually, I don't actually care about this boat. I was jacking off four hours after I saw it. Actually, wait, yeah, I'm back to assuming this episode doesn't happen. It involves Doug having a moment of empathy. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Because, and his parents yeah. pay attention to him. Oh, shit. <laughs> because, okay, hang on. Because, and there's never any moment when, like, Doug goes through a realization. when He's like, oh, no, that's why Dad was doing all this. It was for me. He doesn't actually do that. He just, like, out no. of the blue is just like, I don't care about boats. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you're working yourself into the grave for literally fucking nothing. Nobody, but Doug never thinks to himself, wait, it must be for me, right? Uh-huh. No. Okay. He just suddenly figures that out off screen. Fuck Actually, off. I mean, I don't even know. I think maybe he just wants to tell him that he doesn't care about votes. <laughs> I'm in a trance now. Maybe he, thinks, <laughs> maybe he thinks that Doug's dad is doing this for himself, not for Doug. And he's just like, hey, I just want you back, right? Oh, man, I don't know. Whatever, we need to think about Continue this. Continue to explore. Yeah, because, yeah, Doug is popping off about how sick this boat is. And then dad interrupts him by hitting his glass with a spoon like he's making a speech at a wedding. Sorry to interrupt everybody, but I have um, an announcement to make. A very important announcement. I'm leaving my job at the Busy Beaver. What? Well, I have to, if I'm gonna open my own photo studio. Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Oh no. And mom is Don't like, this, oh, <laughs> yeah. mom is like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> I mean, it's the early 90s. This isn't the worst time to try something like this. The economy is still pretty much humming along. Yeah, well, but he clearly he hasn't. Does, it's gonna, it's like, like I said, watching this in 2021 is so grim. Oh, yeah. This is somebody jumping ship from a sinking ship onto an already sunken ship. But (laughs) if you had to pick a time to do this, this is probably the last time you'll make any money doing it. It's like if you were on the Titanic and then you take a nosedive off the Titanic into the iceberg and break your neck. (laughs) Yeah, especially yeah. because he clearly has not discussed with this with Theta, uh-huh. right? Because yeah. she she stands up and rushes over to him as the kids are like popping off about this. She like is like, oh, dude, oh, uh, wait. <laughs> 
I know, we're gonna have to tighten our belts a little, just to begin with, of course. But then, if things go like I planned, we'll be financially secure for the rest of our lives. What do you think, kids? We're gonna be rich, we're gonna be rich, we're gonna be rich. We're gonna have to talk about this. And the kids interpret that as being rich. Financially secure and rich are too... Very different things. <laughs> right? Phenomenally different, in fact. <laughs> because he doesn't say, yeah, he doesn't even, yeah, you're right. He doesn't say financially independent. He says, like, financially secure, mm-hmm. right? So that's very different from being rich. But then the kids are like, we're going to be rich. We're going to be rich. <laughs> right. But to be fair, Judy is the type of kid that rich parents create a lot. So, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you're right. And, like, because of this, mom is still just being like, I don't think it's a good idea. But the kids are just like, fuck yeah, rich. And Phil's like, fuck yeah, the kids like I me. I mean, to be, like, honestly, he probably dipped into their college funds for this. Oh, <laughs> that's, shit. That's oh, the only, definitely. like, way it makes sense financially. Wait, but Phil, uh, Doug's college money of a $50 savings <laughs> bond is already spent. <laughs> Yeah, that was half his college tuition. <laughs> yeah, the other fifty dollars that yeah, Phil that squirreled has, away. Yeah. yeah, that that has to be spent on an entire building. Turns <laughs> out all those years we spent in a hotel kind of added up on us. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> also, I do want to, in light of the fact that uh, the whole conflict of the second half of the episode is, oh no, how horrible. Doug's dad isn't present for an episode of Doug. Yeah, haven't had any episodes like that ever. God. Well, the the phrase financially secure uh, brings Doug into a fantasy. He's like, wow, financially secure for the rest of our lives. And he imagines driving a boat with dad while wearing nautical gear. And suddenly they've become Boston Brahmin, talking (laughs) to one another like this. So, what do you say, my boy? Is this the life or what? Top draw, father. Time to go to Mr. Epstein's island. (laughs) Oh, my God. I say, another holiday little St. James is just what the doctor ordered. And they they have a button that says Aeroflux, and they hit that and turn the boat into a plane. And through this, and the, the plane boat is not even the biggest surprise, apparently. Because the surprise that Doug is most excited about in this fantasy is that Doug's dad is putting Doug's name also on his photography skyscraper. Ooh, that's part. This tower is particularly grim because it is topped off by a piece of what's going to soon become dead technology. (laughs) (laughs) The camera? Yes, just like a tower of Babel, just an affront to God that's that's begging to fall. That's probably, you know what, that's probably why Phil changed it from Phil's photomania to Phil and Doug's photomania, is because then he can he can put the losses in Doug's name. Yeah. Hi, son, here's the only legacy I can leave you, a dead industry. I mean, there's obviously still a market for photos, like right. you know, graduation pictures and whatever, but man, does it get winnowed down in the next, like, 20 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's... What happens to photography over the next 20 years is like what happened to the dinosaurs when the meteor hit. That they made a bunch of good television shows about it. 
Yes, instantly. <laughs> if you've ever seen the last episode of the TV show Dinosaurs, uh, I do heartily recommend it because just sudden gut-wrenching shift of genre. Like, they did all this weird, wacky, ha-ha, we're doing a puppet show, and then the grand climax is, like, the last couple line of a main character in the show is, I don't know, son, I'm sure we'll figure something out. As the Ice Age draws <laughs> over them, killing them all. Really? They all mm-hmm. die? Every fucking one of them. <laughs> the implication what? is that they're going to die. I don't think yeah. they actually oh show God. them freezing to death. The last the scene is a TV presenter dinosaur being covered by ice <laughs> and ending the broadcast. Whoa. Wait, this is that, like, who's the mama baby Yes. yes. Oh I am not making this up. The last episode of Dinosaur is wow. wild shit. That's incredible. Does it just like fade to black and then the credits roll soundlessly? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> no, it plays, it plays an advertisement for Transformers during the uh, right uh, during the credits. Right. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> And then there's a anyway, sequel. That, next. Then there's a sequel that they make about the oil industry. <laughs> What's also funny Jesus. about Phil starting his own business, like after leaving Walmart, is this is the type of business Walmart immediately bankrupts. Oh yes. yeah, like this is like even like before the... iPhones came out. This is the type of shit that Walmart would zerp up immediately. Right, yeah. like this is the reason why Walmart has the photo section is because uh-huh. like they put that in there, made it crazy cheap because they already had the real estate, and then all the other photo places went out of business because yeah. of it. Right, yeah, because they can afford to take losses. Like when you're competing with a big corporation, like there's no winning for like a little guy because they can afford to take hits. You can't. Yeah. There is a line established, actually, by Phil later on. Uh, most businesses lose money their first year. Yeah. Most people can't afford to go without money for a year. Walmart, on the other hand, eh. It's probably, this is probably, this business is probably what Phil moved away from in Bloatsburg to go to work at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, it come, we come out of the fantasy of the the them flying around this skyscraper to Phil taking the family to the building that he has somehow already leased uh within the last like day. day. Remember, there is a timeline for this, right? Yes. Like this has taken place over like two days. He had the idea in that day, and then the next day he leases out this building. Somebody had a vacant lot they needed to get some new names on in a real hurry. Yeah, it's basically Don't just... Don't mind any smells coming from beneath the floorboards. <laughs> it kind of looks like a laundromat, right? Like the 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 curtains and stuff that are on it. It looks yeah. like an old laundromat. It's right off the interstate. <laughs> it's, yeah. right off, it's right off a four-lane highway. Like, there is a right turn, a 90-degree right turn off of a four-lane highway to get to this it. This is going to be a McDonald's in, like, five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and... He says it's the future home of Phil's family photos, and everyone hates it. <laughs> Except for Doug. <laughs> Doug doesn't have any sense of these things. Like, Theta is still like, this is a really bad idea, dear. <laughs> yeah. Judy is, this looks fucking hideous. And Doug's like, eh, gets me a speedboat, I'm for it. Theta's like, I make $3,000 a year, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> 
Doug says, I think it's great. And then Phil goes, that's my boy. You kids are going to be so happy. Well, here it is, the future home of Phil's family photos. What do you think? It's really nice, dear. It's so understated. Is it really that bad? I think it's great. That's my boy talking. He just totally ignores Theta and Judy. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> and then we do a wipe cut to being instantly fixed up with a logo and everything. Right? How this was done, eh, don't worry that about it. That just takes 20 minutes. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> just draw it on there. Easy. Yeah, it is easy. <laughs> just ask the animator to draw it on there. There you go. That's all it takes. <laughs> and, and ask the animator to register it with the town. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> And to clearly have done zero advertising because oh, it's yeah. opening because it's opening day now and nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And within the first like ten minutes of it being open, Phil's like, "Oh shit! What if we make it twenty five percent off?" And then nobody shows up after ten more minutes, and he's like, "What if we make it fifty percent off?" And then after ten min- more minutes, nobody shows up, and he's like, "What if we make it free?" And now everybody shows up. <laughs> this is a gag that has been done before in the classic Warner Brothers short that introduced Michigan J. Frog. This, Fair. This is like, the quote, I had to write this down. It's like, <laughs> Free? Oh, are you sure that's wise, dear? What? It's good business to give stuff away. Once they're hooked, they'll keep coming back. Now, this is amazing for two reasons. One, <laughs> this is what drugs dealers do. This is literally drug dealer <laughs> yeah. logic. It's get people on heroin so they keep coming back. Two, uh-huh. earlier in the episode, he literally heard a mom tell the crying kid, don't worry, son, you can see him next year. There's no yeah. getting hooked on photos. <laughs> yep. it's, a, it's a year. It's at most a yearly industry in a town of 20,000 people. When you're people. lucky, it's a yearly industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who goes to the Photoshop every day in a town of 20,000 people? <laughs> but apparently everybody's Just in. amazing. Well, everybody wants free photos of their many children. They're awful screaming brats. <laughs> also notice this is the first time in a while we've seen that children other than Doug's age cohort exist. We've seen those before. We've seen Dale's cool friends, right? Yeah, he has two of them. Yeah, it's and I guess there were those. There, well, there were those kids on Halloween that were running around showing that trick or treating is only for babies. I guess there there are children, but they're not nearly as awful as they are in this in this segment. Yeah, and then we're gonna have one another segment of awful children in the next episode too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone's pitching in to help. Uh, Doug's family is pulled into the family business because Doug and Judy are have been put on puppet detail, which none of the kids like. They are all fucking screaming their heads off while Doug does puppets. <laughs> and, and Theta is on the camera, and she doesn't know how to use the camera because the film keeps falling out. And like- Phil is... Just at the front counter. Half of the point of having a business is to boss other people around. Like, you don't go into your own business unless you have employees. I guess his family are like unpaid interns, but they don't stick around. They don't stick around for more than a day. Because traditionally, this is the way that like 
family mom and pop ops operate is yeah. that yeah you have your kids and your family members who you can afford to not really pay wages to because well they're family you can exploit them <laughs> This is a long-known technique that also leads to when these people finally hire someone, they are awful to work for because <laughs> they are used to being able to say, oh, could you just do this for me? And I'm not your fucking son, kid. I can do whatever. I don't have to take this from you. I'm just curious why they put Theta on the camera, who doesn't have photography experience, and Phil does, where Phil is the one at the front desk. Why, like, why don't they put Theta at the front desk? Because the whole thing is shown that they're taking bad pictures, right? Yes. So, if But also the fact that they're taking bad pictures goes nowhere. Yeah, and because everyone keeps showing up. But, like, Theta has management experience, right? Like, yeah. Theta is the manager of the recycling center, whereas Phil has no management experience but has photography experience. I guess Phil just wanted to be seen as, like, the big businessman. I don't understand why Phil didn't just schedule with people. So he does yeah. them one at a time. <laughs> also that. I mean, I'm not a big fancy businessman, but I know how a planner works. Oh, the big Sam here from the big city. <laughs> That's me, baby. <laughs> Economics is fake. Google flatter. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Come to Sam's photography shop. Sam's photography shop. Also flatter center. Right. We've installed the cannon. It's pointed directly at the ground. Indeed. <laughs> also 50% off portraits. Uh, well it shows that they're taking terrible pictures of just screaming babies one of the pictures is just of like a baby with swirl eyes and a finger poking it in the back of the head (laughs) i do not appreciate this show doxing me whose finger is that (laughs) no you know that's that's the famous photo finger Oh yeah, it's a part of every uh, every sure. photography studio. <laughs> you use the photo to calibrate your lenses. That makes sense, right? Of of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> well, they've apparently been doing this all day. They've been crazy busy all day uh, because it's dark out now, and they close up shop. And Doug asks how they did on their first day of free photography. How much money they made on free photography day? And Phil is like, well, if we don't count rent or the cost of fixing up or the new equipment. (laughs) And the fact that we literally made zero money today because it was all free. (laughs) But then Judy gets excited because she finds a quarter in the couch. Our profit is... Hey, somebody left a quarter in the couch. 25 cents! That's great! Most places lose money their first year, and here we've already made a profit! There's no telling what money the next few weeks will bring in! Oh yeah, dude! (laughs) Which is not true! That's the opposite of true, in fact! (laughs) Because he just went through saying all the money they lost! (laughs) I thought they worked for free the entire day! And that makes Doug and Judy dance around for being rich again. Because <laughs> they bought a quarter. are they? God, like Judy is smart, usually, Sweet right? summer children. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not summer because mom says they got school tomorrow. <laughs> summer school. 
and and when wait Doug, they opened we, on Sunday in a very religious suburb of <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> yeah. you know, rich. <laughs> everybody's dressed up in their Sunday best already. And yeah, there Doug, we go. yeah, and as Phil is like blow is like gloating about making a quarter for the day, Doug's mom says my favorite line of the episode. Oh, yeah. I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's right, you know. Yeah. She's so right. Stop saying that. <laughs> go get your job back. We don't yeah. have health insurance anymore. Oh my god. Oh my god I mean this assumes that he had health insurance before Oh good point Given that he can afford a house I assume that they're going to give him health insurance Didn't we postulate that there is like free health care in this place Because of how the dentist episode wins Yeah however the dentist episode is established in the distant future however Oh true that was when Doug was like 27 (laughs) (laughs) Oh man God, our canon is so great. Yeah, we have very good canon. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, Phil doesn't go home with them. He frowns because he needs. He says that he needs to do all the dark room work by himself because he doesn't have dark room assistance anymore, which he apparently you had, had what now? <laughs> What's so funny about this is by, like, if some miracle he was able to keep his photography job at Walmart... They would downsize him so badly that he would be doing this amount of work today. Like, oh, you, yeah. you cut every um, unnecessary employee and have him, like, single employees do multiple employees' jobs. So he would be doing this <laughs> amount of work, but for a company instead of, like, for himself. And the crazier thing is at the when he had the Walmart job, right, he had demonstrably fewer customers, right? Yep. He had fewer customers. Uh, probably didn't work the front desk, uh, and he had darkroom interns, and he made more money than this. Uh-huh. It's crazy. He just got to be an artist. Like, this doesn't exist anymore. This didn't exist back then. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Doug has said that Dad didn't come home all night. And he doesn't come home for dinner tomorrow the next day either. And, like, the phone rings and Doug jumps up to get it. And Dad is just like, I, I have to do more work. I'm not coming home. And he starts looking very tired. And very clearly, the effort of running a business on his own is just too much for him. And this is the point where you would say, hire somebody, you stupid <laughs> piece of shit. But this also tells me... That somehow the free day plan actually worked. <laughs> yes. Right? Because Unless he's people... still doing it for free. <laughs> well, I thought about that too. But if he's doing that, he took the sign down. Because later we see the right. front the front uh, of the shop again and it doesn't say free. <laughs> so it somehow worked. <laughs> Photography is addictive, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Like, and he's he's not taking good pictures because we saw the quality. Uh-huh. So everybody wants pictures of their awful screaming children. Yeah, and people are waiting like up to three hours to get them. Yeah, yeah. they're saying that. 
Like, they want, they are waiting in line for three hours to have pictures of their awful children from this weird man. (laughs) I mean, as people who have done how many hours of Doug podcasting at this point, we have a limited room to judge how these people spend their time. Sure, but we don't charge for it. (laughs) (laughs) What, you don't? Wait a minute, are you guys holding out on me? Because I'm the one that runs the website. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we get... uh, I get uh, 20 cents every time I say an inane uh, digression on this podcast. Are you sponsored by a history podcast, Jim? (laughs) Yes, I'm sponsored to drum up business for them by making my history stuff bad. God damn it. It's a great scam I've got going. It's a good thing you never mention the name of the podcast. <laughs> if you oh. want better information, please consult www.mydickandballs.com. <laughs> oh my god. That's Sam's sponsorship. Damn, it's uh, all right through us. Indeed, indeed. No, 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 no. I'm on mytinycondoms.org. <laughs> right, of course, of course. I, yeah, well, anyway, so... <laughs> he's not just the president. He's oh also God. a member. Tiny. <laughs> my member's tiny, too. Yes. Well, anyway... So, they... The Duck says that it was like this all week, Right. So this takes place over the course of a week. One whole week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This oh sounds my miserable, Doug. Oh, my God. You had to come home after 7 p.m. for a whole week? <sighs> oh, my God. Doing a job that you're passionate about? Wait, wow. So you're doing photography during the week. Of course you're doing it until 7, you fucking moron. People have to work during the day. Right. <laughs> Oh my god. How is he not doing that before? That's insane. I've just been shaking my head this entire time. <laughs> yeah. And okay, and so we know we know from here too, we know the exact timeline of how this has happened, right? Because Doug is like he's he's sad that dad has been there all week, right? And Doug comes home late at night to grab stuff from home and then go back to work, right? Mm-hmm. And Doug asks how long this is gonna be. And dad says, don't worry, I'll be ready for your big birthday bash in four days, right? So all of this, from when Phil was at his old job, to buying the new place, (laughs) to starting the business, to running the business, has taken place over eight days, right? (laughs) All of this. (laughs) We have a concrete timeline for the first time in Doug, and it makes no fucking sense. (laughs) I it's think this crazy. lends credence to uh, it being a fantasy of Doug's just because it's just like, what if my dad slaved for me? <laughs> what if my dad tried to help me out, but it turned out that I was wrong to want him to do that in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just crazy to me that for the first time we ever have a timeline, like a concrete number of days, it makes no sense, oh, yeah. right? It, this would be oh, yeah. better played if it didn't have that timeline. Yeah. yeah if we allowed this that this was happening over the course of like a month that'd still be crazy accelerated yeah it makes some degree of sense whatever (laughs) well doug imagines his birthday party that his dad says is gonna be a doozy he's at the party laying in a lounge chair it's also in like mega luxurious environments the idea is that it's some distant future time frame 
Right, yeah, he's in like a marina full of speedboats and like a pool. He's fantasizing here. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantasy of the 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 birthday party. Uh and he's in like he's he's laying in a lounge chair in like a white coat and sunglasses and a birthday hat and he's sipping uh an alcoholic beverage while the rest of his family sits at a table and stares at him with their normal clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> The I make them party. do this, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then a butler shows up and tells him, Your father is very sorry, Master Funny, but he won't be able to make it this year. Of course, send in his birthday present. And it's a giant container, and he thinks it's another boat, but it's actually Doug's dad with a ton of balloons inside. He's raising his arms. And Doug goes, oh boy. Here's the wind up. And he goes to hug him, but it's actually just a cardboard cutout of his dad. That's and a- the pitch. <laughs> and it says, Happy birthday from all of us at Phil's Family Photos. Happy birthday, love your cardboard dad. <laughs> Which, okay. This is very funny to me because it means that in this fantasy, Phil knew what Doug wanted for his birthday. He knew that Doug wanted to see him for his birthday. And then he fucking trolls his ass by sending him a cardboard cutout. A cardboard cutout that he's clearly sent to other places for other birthday (laughs) celebrations. How is the point of being rich is having people do work for you? He knew that the only thing Doug wanted for his birthday is to see him. And so <laughs> this is Doug's fantasy. So Doug is yeah. fantasizing about his dad just dunking on his yeah. ass. <laughs> oh my god, it's so grim. <laughs> Which means, let's add a layer of grimness here. Doug is fantasizing that the reason his dad is working so hard oh, no. is just to hurt Doug. <laughs> oh, no. That's how fucking self-centered Doug funny is. Hell yeah. Oh my god, the episode titled Doug's Birthday Present. <laughs> Christ. Oh, uh, well, Doug comes out of the fantasy and he rides his bike over to the photo studio and it is still jam-packed, right? The entire parking lot is full and the free day sign is no longer there. So he's making mad money at this point. Phil, hire a fucking front person. Hire a (laughs) scheduler. Hire a secretary. Hire an intern. Hire somebody. This is not a one-man job. Yeah, But his pride says it is. He's a real man. He's a real American. (laughs) God. And everybody, so so all the Doug goes in there, and everybody's fucking pissed that they've been waiting for almost three hours. They say, just leave then. (laughs) Go to Walmart. (laughs) Go. I guarantee you, they've replaced Phil already. Yeah. And apparently, so Phil is in the dark room, right? So that means that he's not even doing photo sessions right now. He's doing development sessions right now, right? Mm -hmm. And they knock, Doug knocks on the dark room door and Phil opens it into the dark room. So he ruins all the photos. Uh, Immediately, yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Because <laughs> there's not like usually dark rooms have like a little airlock thing where it's yeah. like, you know, a door into an airlock that then goes into the dark room. But not in this oh, yeah. case. He just ruined yesterday's work. So oh, yeah. you could talk to uh-huh. Doug and Doug could be like, I miss you, dad. <laughs> Phil's like, That's shut up. Nice. Fuck whoever up. the fuck you are. <laughs> Go back to the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, oh I miss God. the hotel. I miss the hotel so much. <laughs> yeah. I could sleep at the hotel. <laughs> Go talk to Mr. Dink. <laughs> Why did Dink get me kicked out of the hotel? Yeah. You have had Dink help him out. Yeah, he should have Dink babysit Doug. Basically retired. <laughs> Look, have Dink have some kind of very expensive uh, developing machine. He should have. He should have had Dink. He should have asked Dink to go to Doug's birthday party <laughs> instead. <laughs> Bud, we've stolen a car together that one time, so I feel like you're a good <laughs> yeah. surrogate father. Yeah. You let Doug punch you in the stomach that time. Oh man. Oh well. He says, Doug says that everyone misses him and Dad falls asleep on the wall while Doug is talking to him. (laughs) The people stay in the line for an additional two hours before getting bored. Yeah. And we find here that it's been a couple of days still because Doug's birthday party is now tomorrow. And Dad just starts getting pissed and screaming at customers and then goes back into the dark room. I've never seen Dad so unhappy in my whole life. You've never seen your dad this happy either. You've never seen your fucking dad. (laughs) Right. And the sentence with I've never seen dad. God. Well, it's time. It's the next day now, and it's time for Doug's birthday party. And it shows that his party is the rest of his family just sitting around a table sadly around a cake. That's it. Nobody else. <laughs> that's, that's it. A banger. That's party. A real banger. Yeah. You know, you might invite your friends to a birthday party, but eh. Wasn't Skeeter popping off about his big celebration in 12 days? <laughs> Why, yes. yes. He was. Oh, well. <laughs> well, this is all they can afford now. Oh, I guess. They can't go to the hawker burger anymore. Ugh. Well, Dad eventually shows up exhausted, and there's another great set of dialogue here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you made your wish yet? Yes. Great. <laughs> oh, <well>, the cameras. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just oh, so God. nonplussed. Good God. <laughs> And so he's finally happy that Doug has gotten that over with. And then he fucking serves up a full quarter of eat the cake to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) As as a family of four, they eat an entire birthday cake. What's wrong with that? Oh, yeah. They have individual cakes for uh, the individual members, Sam. Yeah. But he cuts up, Doug's dad cuts up the birthday cake, and he serves the cake, each of the pieces of cake are the size of everyone's head. They take up their entire plate. <laughs> I fucking love birthday cake. I haven't eaten cake. anything in like three days, Doug, so uh, don't mind oh, me. God. 
Well, Dad apologizes uh, for getting Doug a small birthday present and tells him that he'll give him a really great one next year. Ironic, because it's a gigantic football. (laughs) Also ironic, because next year they won't have a TV show. God, I don't know. This is symbolism. This is dad losing his job for real and therefore losing the show. I mean, he's supposed to be 12 here now, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. This is his birthday. So he's got to be going from 11 and a half to 12. I assume so. He might be 27. Yeah, it's been half a year since the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. So wait. So okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Thank so we. Just, we <laughs> it's also been a year since he joined the Bluff Scouts. So it's okay. Yeah. So we have times in our timeline here. We have the time when. So we have had a moment when it specifically said that he was eleven and a half in the episode with the substitute teacher where Doug shows porno to class. Right. Mm-hmm. That one said he was an 11 and a half there's a time when it's been a year since doug moved to bluffington right mm-hmm. been a year since the first bluff scouts episode we're not entirely that sure too. it's been a year since then well no the one where he moved the one where everyone threw a big party yeah, all right the one yes. year celebration of doug moving to bluffington. <laughs> <laughs> so that. and nobody else in the family though right and nobody else in the family then there was the bluff scout anniversary now there's doug's birthday so and he's Each of definitely which was in a different season, curiously. Curiously. <laughs> which means that that took place halfway between. <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. so, this means that Doug's dad took the job at the Busy Beaver, left within the year of accepting the job. Yes. <laughs> then went to make his own company, then came back a week and a half later. Right? That's right. <laughs> Who okay. the fuck is Doug's dad's boss? This is this is awesome. <laughs> this is the future liberals one. <laughs> I guess. This is the way the timeline works. This is phenomenal. Like the times when we have like specific like uh key points in in the timeline here are so it weird. all goes to shit. So, like, so they try to define what time is, it just goes to hell. <laughs> this is one of the things that I find fascinating because the show like if they were willing to work with more of a loose, weird bullshit time is fake aesthetic, that'd be yeah. one thing. But they want to still have it be grounded and kind of time moves forward, etc. As a result of which, you end up with this absolutely bizarre mishmash. Yeah. It's not like our generation started the trend of paying hyper attention to this shit. Like, (laughs) J.R.R. Tolkien put a obscene amount of effort into the chronology of everything that happened in the Lord of the Rings so he could make a joke that was funny only to him. The, <laughs> like, everything is carefully worked out so that the adventure starts on Christmas and ends on Easter because he was a gigantic Jesus freak. Wow. Like, people did the work for chronology in their fantastic universes, and this is somebody who wants to have the appeal of chronology but also not have thought about it once and also have an episode about how a kid thinks his dad working hard is an insult to him specifically (laughs) oh yeah it's just so weird that like because it is a show that is grounded in reality right it's a show that is grounded theoretically it is a show that is grounded in like uh 
this kid goes to middle school and is 11 and a half, right? As opposed to this kid goes to school and time passes and like in a yeah. in a like strange way, you know? I don't know. It's like cuz they want it they want to make it grounded in real time, but everything just steps all over itself. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, part of the weirdness of this episode too is that this is breaking one of the core rules of Doug in that uh Doug is supposed to be a realm without any co- sort of misery or tragedy. Mm. And no, this is a story about how economic constraints and the stress they put on a family relationship that's some pretty yeah. heavy shit by Doug standards. Yeah. I got like very like, oh my God, my son needs to respect me. I need to make like a, a my own empire kind of thing. Yeah. Like I got like very like, I don't know, breaking bad feelings from this episode. Yes, there is a alternate universe where Phil is in fact Walter White. Yeah. <laughs> it is a much more boring version of the breaking bad story. I'm not going to lie. He just God. immediately gets shot by Tuco. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then Doug goes, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Well, so Doug says, What I really want for my birthday is, is you. And maybe a football. Really? We don't see him open the football, but we assume that the football-shaped <laughs> container is a football, and it is, like, gigantic. It's bigger than Doug's head. <laughs> Is it like a novelty football? This really bothered me. Because time and space are sick, I've brought you the head of Hey Arnold, who's a ripoff of you, (laughs) Doug. And that's also extra weird because in the next scene, it shows Doug and his dad playing like catch with the football. And it's a normal sized football. And we also see Judy and Theta playing in the same park, playing football, the two of them. And so that means that Doug already owned a football, right? Maybe he got several footballs. Maybe Maybe it was a gigantic football that spilled out into multiple tinier footballs. Oh, yeah. Maybe this was just two footballs, and that's why it was so big. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Well, Doug says, I think the moral. Dad went back to his old job at the Busy Beaver. He wanted to go back to handling babies and leave the business to the business people. So if it wasn't for these last two lines, I thought that like this could be an actually like interesting look at like how work is in America because his dad obviously works really fucking hard and yeah. he, he fails. It ends badly for him, which the implication there is that some people are going to get screwed over no matter what their work ethic is. <laughs> but then they have the end lines where it's just like, well, he just went back to normal and the business people need to do what they're good at. Yeah. Which is get rid of Doug's dad in about 10 years. Yeah, he just well, he can just go back to the busy beaver and the failure means nothing and everything's fine, right? And then the next line is, I guess if you work hard enough, you can always save up enough money for a speedboat. No, you can't. You, did we not just see that episode? <laughs> yeah. you, they, he worked hard and he didn't do anything. He wanted to work hard to make the speedboat. I mean, maybe if he stuck with it. Maybe that's the <laughs> argument here is that if you, if you really want a speedboat, you got to do it for more than two weeks, you jerk. God. <laughs> because he says but no amount of money can buy a great dad also not true <laughs> wait, wait how do you figure with that one with enough money you can buy anything <laughs> you can buy yourself a great dad sure why not <laughs> let's get a butler 
Get a butler, all that bullshit. But also notice that, hey, you know how Doug's dad got really stressed out, not really there in his kid's life when he didn't think he had enough money? Yeah. Guess what it's like if you don't have enough money? Oh, yeah, exactly. You need the money to be a good dad. This is not how it should be, but it is how it is. If you're working three jobs to keep your kid in a fucking house, you're not much of a presence in your kid's life. Ugh. Yeah, it's... You don't need money, you just need to be a good dad. Like, this is the equivalent of that speech Phil gave earlier on. As long as you don't count rent or the cost of fixing anything else (sighs) up, we made money. Yeah, that's just like that. You can't compete with people that have that rent and the cost of business already taken care of for them. That's what should have been the message here. Instead, it's (laughs) leave the business to the business people. Yeah, except your overlords do not seek to better your station, you peasant, you idiot, you child. You are where you belong. The lesson here is you just got to work for Walmart. You can't beat them. (laughs) Small, the small business American, the small business American dream is fake. The small business American dream is doomed and was a horrible flicker brought on by the post-war boom caused by every other country having blown itself up. Please subscribe to the Pony Papers Patreon. <laughs> As a small business owner, I am qualified to say this. Yes. As this micro penis haver, I am extremely happy with everything that's happened here. Oh my god. <laughs> so you think that's the moral of this one? Is small business doomed to failure? Unless you're a micropenis brand ambassador, in which case business is booming. All right. Of course. Unless you're an influencer. Oh, yes. yes. We're sponsored by them. Yes. God. Oh, my God. This is once again brought to you by the Lords of Hell. Of course. Hail Satan. God. Hail Satan. <laughs> well, let's cut this one here. This fucking wild episode. God. Get excited for the next wild get episode. Worse. Oh, yeah. Next one's going to be a fucking trip. You thought this one was bad. Oh. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Real cool, son. (laughs) Bye.